Hey everyone, my name is Marcus and welcome back to the Savvy Consumer Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the psychology and human behavior behind consumption and how we can utilize this knowledge to become a more savvy consumer. Joining me today once again is John. John, say hi. Hi. So John, I have a, a piece of good news. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we have this podcast on both Podbean and on Spotify. I uh-huh. some, Somehow I haven't put it on Apple Music yet, but uh, I will. But... The, the podcast is on these two platforms and just uh, this morning I believe I was looking at both Podbean and Spotify and we happen to have our second organic listener oh, no, wait. no no hang on our first organic listener first organic listener are you yeah. sure that's not me the only person who can answer that is you is it you <laughs> which one are you talking about are you talking about last week's one <laughs> I, I don't know because because it only came in today, right? So oh, I would assume okay. that Yeah, but I mean I I mean I'm I'm obviously the first listener because mm-hmm. because ev- apparently everybody listens to their own stuff. It's like you know, if you have a YouTube yeah. channel, there's always gonna be one view, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you just to test whether it's working, right? <laughs> of course, of course. And if you uh, list something on uh, if you're selling something, for example, there's always gonna be at least one like, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so I mean, I, I I saw the number was two and I was uh, really excited. Uh, I know cool. that I know that I've asked you to, to uh, listen to this podcast on either of those platforms. So it might have been you. I asked my sister to listen to it too. So mm. it might well have been her as well. Uh, and that means that out of the uh, two people that I've asked to listen to the podcast, you know, either there was a 50% success rate in which one of you listened to it and uh, you are the second person to do so. Or perhaps <laughs> in, uh, in, a, in a weird way, I don't know whether this is a good thing or not. Neither of you listened to it and there's actually a, <laughs> there's actually a third person who is listening to it right now and he's like, oh my goodness, you know. Well, I'm going to look on the bright side. I'm going to say that's a new listener. So new listener, I love you. And and what if that guy is yourself? You're just gonna be you're talking to yourself basically. That's fine. That's self love. That's fine also. <laughs> I I guess this is something we'll never know. Uh, so John, next uh next week is a uh, national day for Singapore. Any uh, any plans or you know what what does this national day make you feel? Oh, is this another public holiday? <laughs> it's another public holiday, right? <laughs> it is a public holiday on the Monday. Oh. Oh, which cool. reminds me, you know, we, we generally record our podcast on Mondays. You know what? Let's just go ahead with it, yeah? Sure, sure. We can do 8.30. No problem. No problem. I mean, we don't have to say what time we do it, but sure. <laughs> so, Ooh, did I do a boo-boo? Did I timestamp it? Ah, does, does it really matter? I mean, nobody's going to be like... <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We have one listener, dude. We have one. Oh my goodness. Now that, now that guy is going to know that guy's going to know what time we record the podcast and like before long, you know, with a couple more couple more slip of the tongue, we might he might know where we live, he might know our bank account information. Yeah, don't open your curtains. Maybe he might be able to see your location from like the stars or something. Oh crap, my curtains are open right now. Um <laughs> give me a break while I close it. Nah, I'm just joking. Uh yeah, so so no plans. It, it's a it's a long weekend, it's three day weekend, uh su- Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Hmm. Long weekends are always nice, nice uh, to recharge. It, yeah, I mean mon- Monday especially. I think you know there's always the the dread associated mm. with Mondays. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Do you think, in your opinion, do you think would you prefer to have the Friday off or the Monday off or any other day of the week? Oh, okay. So I have a preference. I like Monday offs because Monday, yeah, like you said, Monday is the worst day of the week, right? <laughs> And Friday is like, you know, your TGIF, it doesn't matter if you get an extra day, it doesn't matter as much. But have you ever considered like the Wednesday public holiday? Isn't that great? Like you work two days and then you get a day off and then you work two days again and then you get two days off. It was it was pretty good. Uh, I actually just did that, I believe two weeks ago, uh, where uh, we happened week? to have uh, an off in lieu that I didn't know about. Oh, and nice. I, I took it on a Wednesday, uh, went to town, nobody's there, you know, <laughs> great. And you know, you can just go to things off peak. Uh, you can eat your yeah, food yeah. at restaurants off peak. You can go shopping off peak. Uh, like you mentioned, you work for Monday and Tuesday, and then Tuesday it's TGIT, and then <laughs> and then you have the Wednesday off, and then you can work on Thursday and Friday TGIF. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. We we're talking about going to Orchard. Oh my god, there were so many people the last time I went out. It was like for a meeting, and then we were trying to find a space to have a meeting. 
and everyone's ass was glued to the cafe chairs, man. They didn't want to move. There were so many people outside. What what day was it? It was uh, I think it was a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, you, and it was you, like at an odd time, like three o'clock. Wait, you 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 go out for a work meeting on a Wednesday? And yeah, you, yeah, it was a work meeting. And you're trying to find a cafe <laughs> to have this work meeting at? Well, you need to sit somewhere. Starbucks, maybe, you know, restaurants. I, like, uh, we went to Paragon. So, you know, Paragon has like Greyhound Cafe. Who, who has their work meeting at Paragon? Am, am I missing I something here? No, man. I don't I didn't choose the place, yo. I didn't choose the place. <laughs> <laughs> but town is central, right? So, everyone is close, it's close for everyone. Or it's equally far for everyone. It's equally far for everyone, yeah. You know, as long as it's fair, right? Yeah, I'm such a glass half empty kind of guy. But well, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so your point being, like, what, what, what else was the story about? I don't know. I didn't have a point. Do you need to have a point for everything you say? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, there were so many people outside. So sometimes you, I'm kind of thinking, is are we still really in a pandemic? People are like out, just like doing their shopping. You know, like I don't know, I don't know. I, I mean, I actually went to town on Saturday, and it was really, really crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I, I mean, I, I would be concerned about it to some, to some extent, but, uh, you know, if, uh, the numbers in Singapore have been, uh, the community spread numbers have been pretty low mm. and mm. the overall number of cases are still roughly in the hundreds per day. Actually, I'm not entirely sure where these numbers come from. I think a lot of them might be imported cases. So yeah, I think some of them still coming from the dorms and ah, stuff. Ah, dormitories as well. Yes, yeah. the foreign workers in the dormitories. So there's that. But the community spread is uh, pretty low. So I think if you want to talk about, you know, being afraid uh, of going out and being exposed to COVID, I guess the the chances of that happening are not as high as it might have been a couple of months ago. Of course, definitely still mm-hmm. good to take your precautions. Yeah, that's uh, very true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. So I, I guess probably most people are thinking the same way. And if if the numbers happen to go up again, um, people might become more conservative over the next couple of months. Mm, yeah. I think a lot of countries are having like their second wave, third wave right now. So I don't know. We'll see what happens after National Day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, hopefully, I, I think just... Uh, uh, you know, pray for the people in other countries and for our country as well that the, the COVID situation will uh, be over soon and, you know, that everyone who may be exposed to it or who has it will be able to recover as soon as well. Uh, today, you know, moving on to the topic for today, you know, I, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to discuss something that we chanced upon last week uh, that you mentioned and also I think something that we've probably mentioned a couple of times but we've, we've decided to get to it today which is that uh, you know sometimes we have difficulty determining whether something that we've bought is worth the price or not and you know some people experience what they call cognitive dissonance where they've bought something and they think oh you know that was such a bad deal uh, I, I should have bought it I should have bought it I regret it uh, of course it works the other way you know I should have bought it when it was on a sale perhaps and I didn't and I regret it because that item is no longer available at that price and something that you mentioned uh, which which I felt was uh, really interesting was that uh, you mentioned when you play games and when you buy games Generally, what you look for is that you hope to play the game for a certain number of hours. And if the price that you pay for the game gets you... Um, I, I don't really know how to put this. If if you buy the game for $70, then you expect to get $70, uh, 70 hours worth of playtime from this game. So you expect a game to give you a return of $1 per hour. And so if you play it for longer than 70 hours, then you would consider that the game is worth it. Uh, the game is uh, valued in that sense. And if you get less than that amount of play time, then you might think that it's not worth it. So I just wanted to ask you about this rule that you have. You know, How did you come to this rule in the first place? And how has this rule held up for you so far? Well, I mean, an hour of gameplay per dollar paid is something that I just came to like kind of naturally, you know? So you know how Steam does all like the sales and stuff? Yeah. And some of the games are like very, very steeply discounted sometimes. So imagine you pay $12 for a game that was $70 uh, maybe like half a year ago. The value obviously you get from the game would be um, in a sense better than if you were paid full price for it, correct? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of how it came about, you know? So 
between a $70 game and a $12 game, you, I kind of measure it by how much money you spend. Of course, that's not the only thing that you kind of measure it by. Uh, there are also other intangibles or rather maybe tangibles, I don't know, gameplay, story, those kind yeah. of things also kind of factor into your decision, you know? So like, yeah. um, take for instance, um, what was the game that I bought recently that was like a immediate purchase? Uh, let me see. Um, was it like Ghost of Tsushima or something? Or was it Final oh, Fantasy yeah, my, 7? My friend was playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima and he mentioned that it was a really good game. Yeah, yeah, it is a very good game. It is a very good game. Uh, so it costs about $70. And so far, maybe I've got like 40 hours in. Actually, maybe not even 40 hours in. But I mean, so far, I feel, I feel at this point, at 40 hours or less, that it's already worth the money. Because the gameplay, the experience was great. Right. Like everything was great. Music is great. Story is kind of, yeah. But it's possible. It's a possible story. It's no Last of Us, you know, but it's good. It's good. So I think um, this is like kind of my baseline kind of comparison baseline factor that i consider it's not like the be all end all so how has this rule helped for me so far i mean it it doesn't really hold i don't really hold it that tight or rather that hard i don't know that what what, what's the word but i don't know i I don't really go like it's not an ironclad rule you know sometimes there are other things that go into it like um oh final fantasy 7 the remake oh that one was also like an instant buy it didn't even matter how long i spent playing the game it was just like Boom! Nostalgia, <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven. Yo, let's go. Yeah, let's put let's put a price on your nostalgia, man. Fifty dollars, hundred dollars. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, even hundred dollars, I would have bought it. Also, there's no question asked. But it's a good game. It's really good. I mean, there are critics. There are people who don't like it. But there's always gonna be people who don't like stuff. Stuff. And I mean, liking things is kind of subjective. And this rule is kind of subjective as well. So I'm sure you you don't have this kind of rule, right? Or is it some kind of similar rule that you have for games? I think this is a rule that I only came to my attention when you mentioned it. So uh, I never Mm. really thought about it in that sense. But I think I have tended to be the kind of gamer where I spend a lot of time on relatively few games as compared Mm. to uh, a little bit of time uh, in many different games. So for example, I think um, there are a couple of games that defined my life up to now i think uh when i was uh, younger about primary school age um i think maple story was one of my main games the main game mm. that i played i spent many many hours on it i i can't even count the number of hours and by the way it was a free game of course i did spend a cash on it uh more more than i'd like to admit and more uh-uh. than i could reasonably afford as a young student but uh you know mm. it just happened i probably spent about um, maximum of 200, 100, 100 to $200 on it um, overall for the number of so years that I played. Yeah, so, yeah, free free game, guys. But, it, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely another episode altogether. Uh, you know, mm. what you think now is free is most definitely not free. Yeah, we'll, mm. get, we'll get to that in the future. But yeah, so I, I played like, you know, $200 perhaps, but many more hours than that. Um, Dota 2, another game that mm. I spent, well, I think last I saw on Steam, I had about 2,000 hours in it. What? And I spent $0. I, no, I probably bought a compendium, uh, maybe maybe 30, $30 to $50 one year. But that was all I spent. Uh, you know, you have Summoner's War that uh, I spent quite a bit on, but I also spent many hours on probably 8 to 10 hours a day for a couple of years. In that sense, just grinding. And I think in terms of um in terms of games that you buy once off probably more more applicable to this discussion at hand um i've tended to lean towards a few games that i've played many times and repeated many times uh mm-hmm. final fantasy 9 final fantasy 10 uh games like that couple hundred hours each played a few few rounds and so i i don't really think that i look at this rule when i play games so I, I guess most of these games i play out sheer out of sheer enjoyment and then um and then after i became uh, privy to this rule i looked at for example final fantasy 10 i i think the disc was 70 dollars when it first came out and mm. i had at least two to three hundred hours in it so i look at it and i say oh you know based on this rule it's a it's a pretty good uh, calculation you know uh I definitely got my out my my time's worth uh, money's worth out of this game, 
Um, but I think it could also be dangerous, like for Summoner's War, a game where it's also <clears throat> free. Um, and, you know, it's the kind of game that you grind and you play uh, 8 to 10 hours a day um, without having your active attention on it. And so mm. I think, well, it, well if you're, if you're going to say that, hey, that game, one hour, uh, you're willing to pay one hour per dollar, $1 per hour that you spend in it, that's going to be pretty dangerous because if you play it for two years and you got, you know, 7,000 hours in it, you might think, hey, you know, I can afford to put $7,000 into it. But honestly, the game is uh, on paper, it's free. You shouldn't be paying anything. And, uh, you know, there's no end to the grind. Um, yeah. this, this money that you put in, people are putting 10, 100 times more. And so I think, yeah, there are definitely places where this rule holds and this rule doesn't hold as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not for mobile games. They want you to think it's free, but then obviously they have to monetize it somehow, right? Whether it's through ads or microtransactions. But yeah, that's probably a conversation for another day. Yeah. Oof. Spoiler alert. Everyone <laughs> is doing it. <laughs> it's like... Yeah how Microsoft charges you for subscription or Adobe charges you for a subscription now. Did you Oof. know back in the day, you could buy it once off for like, uh, I don't know, $10? $10? No, maybe $50? Yeah, yeah, it was closer to $50. It was like a price of a full game, you know? Yeah, hey, you remember the good old days of WinZip, man? It was, oh. it was like that, that one dude who was really good at coding, but he was not a good businessman so he created something and he gave it free to everyone and everyone used it until the end of time <laughs> yeah 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 i mean that's kind of life huh it's hard to monetize something once it's uh, like mass marketed you know yeah so i think i think we we do we did cover that okay so maybe this this rule this one dollar per hour rule is not really applicable everywhere else and that was actually my next question which is how how relevant is this rule to other domains? Um, perhaps a more relevant question here would be, when did you find yourself invoking this rule? Because like you mentioned, this rule, uh, you know, if you like the game, it doesn't matter how many hours you've, you've gotten out of it for the price that you've paid because you think that it's worth it. But when do you find yourself using this rule? In other domains, you mean? It could be in games. It could be in other domains as well. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like a baseline. It's just a baseline. So it's where I kind of start to make my decision or form my opinions on something. So for example, if it's a game, uh, some other factors that might come into play might be gameplay. It might be whether there's multiplayer, whether there is a good story, that kind of thing. So it's kind of the same things you're looking for when you're buying, like, say, a laptop, for instance. So okay. you look at the the like how good the specs and everything are, and then you kind of try and you try to um, assign everything a value, and then you see whether that value kind of matches up with the price, whether it exceeds the price or it doesn't exceed the price. But then when it comes to laptops, it's a little bit different because there's so many other things that are inside, and right. you kind of yeah you can kind of like run a, a a comparison on physical parts. Whereas when it comes to like storytelling and gameplay, those are like intangibles, right? So yeah. how, how, how much do you actually assign to those things? So that's a, that's a very big question. But uh, how applicable is this rule to other domains? I think, yeah, you just use it as a baseline to start your, 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 your thinking, whether you want to like kind of buy it or not. And then you just kind of add certain things into it. So I kind of, I kind of actually think a lot about the things that I buy. Mm. So above a certain threshold, you know. So like anything that's less than $10, I like barely have to think about it. I just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah so like for me that's, that's the threshold you know like if you go on like Lazada AliExpress or Shopee anything that's less than $10 and it looks like even like semi-useful I'll just like okay sure I'll buy it because it's $10 right how hard is it to get value out of something that's $10 so like you know my little tripod that's holding up my camera right now say hi that costs $8 and that was with like the express shipping from AliExpress and that is definitely like a value buy, especially nowadays. I am uh, 99% sure there's a logical fallacy going on right here, but uh, <laughs> I will just skip, skip over it for the sake of discussion. Yeah, so yeah, I think, I think it's interesting that you mentioned laptops because um, I was 
so so I, I use the desktop now and I kind of feel like there's way too many things on my desk. So I was doing, uh, I was thinking about switching either to a laptop, uh, for example, a MacBook Pro <clears throat> basic. But no, I, I mean, yeah, a lot of people use MacBook Pros and I was just doing a quick calculation. The MacBook Pro, um, the basic 16-inch model is, uh, is $3,500 here in Singapore. Uh, that's, pre that's pretty sizable. And... I was doing a quick calculation that if this MacBook lasted me for 10 years, it would cost me about a dollar a day, uh, slightly less than a dollar a day. Mm. And that's assuming that it was it would last for 10 years. You know, sometimes people replace their devices after five years or maybe mm. the device doesn't even last for five years. And so if it lasted for 10 years, I would get a dollar. I, I would get a utility that's... Uh, close to this rule that we have here but if it lasts for only five years then i'm paying you know quite a lot per day for something that only lasts me five years and i think that really got me thinking that this rule is um it could be something that could be adjusted for a macbook pro obviously not for the hour because you know you use, you use your computer for eight ten hours a day um mm. but in terms of if i were to adjust the rule to one dollar per day then if I want to pay $1 a day for a MacBook, which costs $3,500, I would expect to be using it for 10 years. And I don't know how realistic that is. What do you think, hmm. of, what do you think of that? Well, I would say that's not realistic at all. <laughs> you mean the 10-year thing? Yeah, yeah. There's no way it's going to last 10 years, first of all. And second of all, the spec on the MacBook Pro is going to be obsolete in three years. I'm just putting it out there. In three years, AMD will come up with a faster CPU. They'll come up with, I don't know, the MacBook Pro is using AMD kind of GPU, right? Yeah, it's using AMD, it AMD graphics, yeah. but it's using Intel uh, CPUs. And next yeah, year, so next weird, year they are going to switch to Apple's uh, proprietary CPU. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Apple proprietary. Which, which apparently makes it cheaper, but in terms of performance, I'm not entirely sure what the verdict is out yet. Yeah, yeah, got to wait to see the actual benchmarks on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the MacBook Pro, if you're in the ecosystem and you want to pay 3500 for a, a laptop, I mean, go ahead. But I wouldn't buy a laptop 3500 My desktop, which is a monster beast of a rig, <laughs> costs less than 3.5K, yo. That's including all the um, monitors and all everything. It's like, I think it was like 2000 No, wait. Wait, that was including Maybe the monitors? About, Maybe that was about $3,000. I think I sent you the uh, invoice once. Did, you, did I not? Yeah, yeah not, I remember it was yeah. like three thousand. Yeah, but it's like a monster beast of a rig. It's like it's it's like RTX two. Wait, was it RTX twenty seventy? Twenty seventy super. Yeah. Yeah, it's a twenty seventy super. And what do you get in the MacBook Pro? It's like a AMD mobile GPU processor. It's like what are you paying for that? Uh, okay. Anyway, obviously I'm biased <laughs> against Apple stuff. I've never been in their ecosystem. Yeah, I've never had a reason to even think about switching to their ecosystem because frankly, it's ridiculous. You're paying for branding. You're paying for proprietary stuff. To me, it makes zero sense. But I mean, yeah, you see, so these are like kind of the intangibles that come in when you are kind of considering like the $1 a day kind of rule, as you put it. Right. So, you know, you know, it's definitely not going to last 10 years, right? Within five years, you're gonna, it's going to be like so slow that you want to change it. So, and then MacBook Pro, if you have to repair it, it's going to cost you a bomb if yeah. it's out of warranty. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even repair it yourself. You need to get like those special Apple screws and stuff like that, <laughs> which is, which frankly is ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. A Apple screw $9.99. And since it falls yeah. under your, your $10 threshold, you'll be willing to buy like 10 of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, but you know, Apple, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super biased against Apple. I don't like them at all, um, which yeah. is not to say I, I like Android a lot. It's it's just kind of like the, um, it's, it's just better, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's, I believe there's this a Reddit sub subreddit that's called PC Master Race. So I mean, oh, yeah. people people basically have uh, allegiances to either Apple or you know Windows, Android kind of things, and you know if you fall into one of those camps, that's okay. Mm, yeah, but I do gotta say that Apple does very good marketing. They managed to like, like, uh, put out their brand to like mass market every like almost everybody. Uh, what was the recent statistic on iPhones? I think it was like, was it 40%? I can't quite remember. Android is the biggest market share uh, followed by Apple. 
I mean, it's only Android and Apple, but <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. So Apple, Apple is still commanding quite a big share of the market, even though it's kind of like, from what I was saying just now, it's kind of crappy. You know, I don't like Apple at all, but they did a good job marketing. A lot of people like Apple when they think of a smartphone. Some a lot of times, the first thing people think about, oh, iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of intangibles that go into it. Uh, would you pay ten thousand dollars for a MacBook? I don't think so, but you know, sometimes you just uh, <laughs> put out things at ridiculous prices. You know, just, just to put it out there, I was actually looking at the Apple website where they have some of the refurbished MacBook Pros. Uh, uh-huh. They they arrange it from the lowest price to the highest price. So for refurbished, uh, the lowest price would be about three thousand. So that was probably the three thousand five hundred model that was refurbished, and so they knocked five hundred dollars off. But I scrolled all the way down and there was a particular MacBook probably with all the upgrades possible. Uh-huh. It was about seven to eight thousand dollars. I cannot imagine someone paying <laughs> seven to eight thousand dollars for a MacBook Pro. Uh, you know, if no. the one of you listening out there, you are the guy that's paying seven thousand to eight thousand dollars for a MacBook Pro, let us know your thoughts in the non-comment box below because this is not YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could always go to uh, cables.monout.com and uh, no, no, not .com, on, on Instagram and leave me a comment. <laughs> yo, that, yo that's, this is not the time for a plug. And, and, <laughs> Shameless and right, plug, yeah. And right after you destroyed any chances that we have, we had of an Apple, Apple sponsorship uh, ad, <laughs> app placement right here. Nah, I don't uh, think so. Apple doesn't do any app placements. So, okay, yeah, I think, I think definitely um, this rule is not really the rule in that sense it's more of something that you you can consider if you have nothing else to consider but if you decide that you like a game uh you know then it doesn't matter how much you paid for it uh i i think you know as long as it's not too extravagant um mm-hmm. within your means it doesn't matter how how long uh, how much you paid for it or how long you've played it or how little you've played it you know this rule doesn't really uh you don't have to invoke this rule to make yourself happy but i think i wanted to i was curious to ask you know was there ever a time that you had to invoke this rule to make some sense of something that you have bought um because i think that uh, although I don't use this rule as as uh, as the ironclad rule, sometimes when I buy something, I have I have an idea in mind that hey, I paid I paid a couple of hundred dollars for this thing, and I I should expect to get a certain shelf life out of this. And if I get any less than that shelf life, then I'm going to be disappointed because I think especially for electronics, for example, sometimes mm. electronics it really depends on your luck as well. Um, there's of course planned obolescence where things that used to work forever now work for a couple of years only <laughs> but I think when you buy an electronic nowadays you can't really tell whether it's going to spoil within 10 years or within a day mm-hmm. so I found that I've had to invoke this rule sometimes to give myself a better sense of how long I expect uh, to reasonably use something and I'm wondering whether you yeah. had the same experience as well yeah, it's interesting you bring up planned obsolescence. <laughs> I, are you Apple? Are you planning sorry. to planning to be obsolescent anytime soon? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, um, wasn't there like a case recently? I say recently, but it, it's probably like last year or maybe even longer than that. I think Apple was being sued for planned obsolescence. Like they purposely the the updates that they were running on their phone were was purposely slowing down the hardware so that people ah, would yeah, change familiar, to a yeah. new phone. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And that's, I mean, yeah. So the concept of planned obsolescence, everybody used to think it was like a conspiracy theory, you know, that until it was kind of proven with Apple because Apple is bottom of the barrel scum. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what were we talking about? So, oh, yes. So, um, so, you, so it's, it, it was, I, I mean, I, I could go and clarify after this, but you're saying that it's not, it's not just a case where the, new updates are, you know, they are bigger and they take more power to run that they run slower on the um, the older hardware but that they are actually making it run slower. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the justification. That's why the, like, that is what... Okay, so I, the justification was that it was too big and it was making everything run slower because the hardware couldn't keep up. But then why would you push out an update for a phone which you knew that the hardware would not be able to keep up. 
I right? mean, isn't that how the world works? No, as in like, all right, let's take for example Samsung phones, right? Like, um, this is just a just a random example. So I think Samsung, um, when they push out updates, anything that is uh, less than three generations will get it. So for example, we are in S10 now. So S10, S9, S8 would get the update, but anything from S7 onwards, uh, from S7 below rather, would not get this update. You see what I'm trying to, you see what I'm getting so, at? So, so the S7 will continue to run on whatever software they were running at that point of time. Correct. So it would run on the latest software for S9, for instance. Right. right? Because, yeah. So that's how that's how they kind of ah, okay, work okay. around this kind of uh, update issue. But Apple, you know, being Apple, um, I mean, well, you know, Apple. Apple just kind of does these things. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of things which make business sense aren't great for the consumer and so i think yes that's just the way it is i of course as a consumer as a savvy consumer of course (laughs) we're not going to be happy about that but definitely we can i can understand the reason why they would do it and if we were in their shoes we would definitely advocate for it to become a better businessman of course you gotta draw a line between not alienating your customers as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, but definitely yeah. from a business from a business point of view, it, it really a lot of these things sometimes they do make sense. Yeah. Well, in a business sense, of course it makes sense. Uh, I mean, of course you have to make money to pay yourself, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, right, you're right. It's about drawing a line and uh, still trying to be ethical within that line, you know. Yeah. So do you have any uh, any time to invoke that rule? I don't know how we got off to a great, <laughs> great tangent. Mm, mm, my hate for Apple is apparent. Sorry, I ruined your chances at a sponsorship <laughs> on this podcast. It's okay. I, don't, maybe, be- maybe, I don't believe they maybe, do sponsorships here. <laughs> maybe you get a sponsorship by like Android or something. I don't know, Samsung or Huawei or, you know, you know. Yeah, some of these it- new companies have a lot of money to throw around. Yeah, hit me up, guys. The one listener, we're pinning all our hopes on you. <laughs> I hope you're an Android user, dude. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, um, you're right when you talk about um, things like computers and stuff where you try and assign a value. Uh, electronics, very true. Uh, sometimes you just get a bum. Sometimes the PCB, the connections are just not great and it just like shorts out and that's it, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, the most recent thing I bought, let me see, I think that would have been my PC. So my PC, I was saying it cost like $3,000 plus, including all the bells and whistles, uh, the uh, monitor and all that stuff. So um, I think at that point, I was looking to switch to a new PC. So that was one factor already. And then I was looking for, I was looking to upgrade to like the newest stuff, you know? So that was um, right before I think AMD Zen 2 came out. So that was the 3000 processors. So which is why I went with the Intel board. Do I regret getting an Intel board? Maybe. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> can, you can Pro, just say yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of undecided on that, you know, because because um, Premiere Pro actually runs better on Intel. There's oh. some um, optimizations on Intel that is actually benefiting Premiere Pro. Right. I mean, Premiere Pro is not the best video editing software, but, you know, that's what I'm using. That's what I have. I'm going to use it. So, yeah, I mean... It costs three thousand over dollars. If I were to use it for ten years, it's gonna cost about less than a dollar a day, right? Yeah. But but we know it's not gonna last ten years. Yeah, it's it not. might not even last five. <laughs> yeah. I mean not 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 necessarily because it's, it stops working, but you know, we just wanna upgrade sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, it's a lot of these intangibles, you know. So I think I would say it's 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 very good. It's a very good purchase so far because three thousand five hundred dollars, I use it to game, I use it to record, I use it to edit, I use it for work. <laughs> because now it's work from home, right? Yeah. Uh, company didn't actually issue me a laptop because, oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah, they didn't give me a laptop because uh, previously I was an intern, and then it was uh, during this whole pandemic thing, and then 
it was work from home and they converted me to full time so they didn't have they didn't have time to give me a laptop or whatever. So whatever. Anyway, I don't want to edit on a laptop. It's so slow. I edit on my monster beast of a rig here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, so um I use it kind of like almost every waking moment, I would say. Almost every waking moment, I'm kind of sitting in front of this laptop, whether I'm working or whether I'm using it for leisure, just like watching videos on YouTube, listening to podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts, but you know, <laughs> it's 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 kind of like, yeah, this kind of things that kind of add up to um, make your decision for you, you know? And also when you're going to pay a certain level of money for something, you might as well just go all out. You know what I'm saying? Like, could I have gotten a 2060? I could have, but then maybe I would have to upgrade in a year. And then I would have regretted not getting a 2070 TX. No, 2070 Super. Yeah. 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 But then, I mean, the same argument can be made now, right? I got a 2070 Super. Why did I not get a 2080 Super? Or why didn't I get the RTX Titan? It's because kind of like the it's it's the marginal gains on the money spent is not great. So kind of it's kind of where you want to draw like the um the threshold of value. So am I getting maximum value out of 2070? If you ask me, maybe. But if you were to ask somebody else, maybe not. So these kinds of things are kind of subjective, I feel, you know, when it comes to buying certain things. And also a big thing I find is that you kind of make decisions based on how much money you have available to you. So let's say I had a million dollars. I wouldn't bet an eye like spending $3,500 on like this MacBook Pro oh, you were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but it would, it would make a, a, a very big difference if I only had $5,000 in my bank and I was going to spend more than half of it on this MacBook Pro, hmm. this piece of MacBook Pro. <laughs> <laughs> the self-sensor there? Yes, I did. But anyway, I mean, it, it kind of... It, there's a lot of factors that kind of go into it. And I guess it's it's very subjective to everyone. I think it's it's very different. But uh, yeah, this $1 a day thing could be a nice baseline, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that, those are really good points. Uh, and I think that, I mean, we, we when we're speaking about all of these things, we are assuming that somebody, uh, listeners or ourselves, we have not actually bought the item that uh, we're thinking about. But I think what advice would you have for listeners or for people who are trying to justify something that they have already bought or, you know, something that they've been considering for a long time? How, how, mm. how, can, we, how can we help them to make a better decision or in, in some way uh, adapt this rule to kind of make a decision? Mm. Well, I think if you're trying to justify your previous purchase, uh, there's something wrong there already because <laughs> you shouldn't have to be justifying a previous purchase. It's kind of, this is more of like at the point of purchase before you buy it. Like for potential purchases, I think this would, um, uh, this $1 thing rule and all these kind of different values that you assign to it would probably work. But when you're trying to justify a previous purchase, uh, it kind of signifies that you, A, kind of are dissatisfied with it. That's why you're trying mm. to justify the money that you spent. And uh, what was my second point? I had somewhere, I was going somewhere with this. I said A. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't have a B, but I'll... I'll, I'll <laughs> a, a list, a list with one point. Uh, it's still a list. <laughs> yeah. So encoding a list, even if there's one point, it's a list. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So if you're trying to justify something that you bought previously, could be, there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance there already. So, I mean... Yeah, don't try to justify something that you bought. I mean, I tried. I paid 71 cents for a mouse pad and I tried to justify it and I couldn't. The mouse pad makes a return, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. That's going to be a recurring thing on this podcast. The mouse pad. The, <laughs> the 71 cent mouse pad. The mouse pad meme. Ay, ay, ay. That mouse pad, I tell you guys. <laughs> it yeah, might I... even be worse than Apple. <laughs> oh, Apple's, yeah, you know. Apple's not going to be 71 cents. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was having a very, very hard time trying to justify that 71 cents that I spent on this stupid mouse pad, which didn't even work as a mouse pad. Uh, yeah, but, you know, so when it comes to justifying, I think just live with it, man. <laughs> if you're able to resell it, try resell it at a, at a price that you feel that is good to you. So let's say um, when you sell something, uh, it kind of means that you've had it for like just some time, right? So it's like you're kind of renting, like kind of renting it. So like if you bought yeah, a yeah. mouse for $200 and then you're now selling it for $100, 
So if you had it for 100 days, you kind of rented it for a dollar a day, that kind of thing, you know? So I guess it just kind of, um, it just kind of uh, goes back to when you make the decision, whether you correctly assign those values and uh, whether those values still hold true throughout the lifespan of that particular item. Right. So, but, what do you think? Yeah, there, there were a lot of good points that you mentioned that I agree with. You know, the concept of um, when you buy something and you've had it for a certain amount of time and you resell it, uh, the amount that you lost, uh, assuming that you lost money, is something uh, I did actually think of it as rental before. So I think that's definitely a good idea for a future podcast, you know, um, taking this into account when you sell things. Um, the other thing that I agree with is that I do agree with the fact that if you are trying to justify a purchase, then to some extent, you feel dissatisfied with that purchase. Um, you know, I something that I noticed about myself is that the things that I uh, the things that I like the most, the things that I have that I like the most, are actually the things that I take most for granted. Because <laughs> I, I don't think about it. It's like, so let's say if I, if I bought a watch uh, or a wallet that I really like, I probably use it quite a big proportion of the time. And so I don't, I don't ever think about, you know, whoa, you know, this watch, it cost me like this amount. And am I wearing it enough to, to justify its, its price? Or, you know, was it worth the price that I paid for it? Because I never ever think about it. Uh, is this something that I like and I wear and it, it fulfills its purpose? And the money doesn't become a concern to me anymore. Um, and then if there's something that I've bought, for example, maybe I bought uh, a chair that I didn't really like and I keep thinking about it, oh, you know, is this chair worth the price that I paid? Then I know that I'm finding some fault with this chair because, yeah, because if not, I would just be sitting on it and I wouldn't care about how much it costs or whether I like mm -hmm. it or not. Um, but that being said, I do think that this rule does come in handy in some situations. So for example, I'm looking at buying a, a pair of running shoes, for example, and there's a pair that I really like by, by Reebok. It's a Reebok, Reebok. Yeah, it costs about a hundred of dollars, and mm -hmm. um, based on the reviews, some people say it gets between four to six hundred miles before they mm. need to retire the shoe. And mm. at at first, when I when I read that statistic, I was like, wait a minute. So when I buy a hundred dollar shoe, I'm only gonna get like four to six hundred miles out of it. That sounds a bit ridiculous. Like that's way too low, and I expect the shoe to last a bit longer. But thinking about it. I probably have never run 400 miles in my life. So this <laughs> this shoe could basically last me like 26 years, 30 years, uh, yeah. which, which doesn't make it sound so bad anymore. But I think, but I think you know, if, if I were to buy a shoe, a running shoe, to some extent, I, I want to buy a pair of running shoes because I need the shoe. So my current shoes are not great for running and I feel like I could run better or I feel like I would be more um, encouraged to run if I had a better pair of uh, dedicated running shoes. Mm -hmm. And so I think in w the one sense, I need it and that's why I want to buy it. But there's also the sense of I want to buy it so that I would have to use it. So if I buy a pair of running shoes and I think, you know, uh, if I'm considering skipping a run today, I would say, hey, you know, you already bought the shoes. If you don't use it, then it's going to be something that's wasted. So mm. I guess there's that sense of, you know, buying something because you need it, but also buying something because you want to be the kind of person that uses it. And so I think if I end up, if I do end up buying the shoe um, and I'm trying to justify by like, oh, you know, spending a couple of hundred dollars on something that I don't use, there's, there is something that I could do that stems from this rule that we're discussing, which is that I, since I've already bought it in order to make sure that uh, this is something that was worth my money I should try to use it a, a bit more of course it doesn't work if the product is a completely sucky product like your mouse pad which doesn't work but if it's something <laughs> that works you know then sure I could I could try to use it and especially if it's something that's good for me uh, in terms of my health um, mm. then the other side of that is that if I think that I will be using something if I think that I won't be using something as often as I could be using it then I would try to get it at a lower price like if it's something that I need but I can't justify putting a, a, you know a game if it costs $70 and I don't think that I'll get $70 worth of entertainment out of it then I'll just wait until it goes on sale for 
at $20, $10. And so I think that's definitely something that the listeners could think about as well. And then, of course, the option is always open to if... I mean, you know, we talk about um, thinking a lot about buying something before you actually buy it. But a lot of times you don't actually know whether you like it or not bef- until you actually try it uh, or until you actually buy it. And, um, you know, if you buy something and you feel like this is something that doesn't work for me or I, I really hate it or I think that it sucks or even the idea that someone else could make better use of it than I could. Perfectly reasonable to sell it, I think. And mm. try to, of course, try to get a good price for it. But, you know, if it's time to move on, it's time to move on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, um, especially when it comes to the shoe, you know. So, like, if I paid $70 for a game, I would be more inclined to pay it, to play it because I paid $70 for a game compared to a game which I spent $6 on, you know. That's just for example. Yeah. It's not good for you, but, you know, <laughs> games, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very good um point that you brought up it's a uh, very pertinent i think and uh yeah so when it comes to me i don't really care about shoes i used to i mean i i, I care about shoes a lot more now <laughs> i used to buy like those sub 20 dollars shoes which would spoil in like three months and uh yeah so sometimes we buy shoes there's like a minimum threshold like a hundred dollars i think that's kind of a decent price to pay for a shoe right like especially if it's by reebok you could go up to like like Nike shoes are like hundred over dollars. Go go to two hundred, three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But I think base hundred plus. I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean hundred depends on what kind of shoe you're buying. You know, if mm. you are not that picky, you know, a lot of times when you're buying something, if you're not that picky about the colors and the seasons and whatever, not you can mm. really get a good pair of something. Okay, that sounded yeah. wrong, but you can get <laughs> you can get something that's that's really good for far lower than what you would normally expect to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's because of the uh, presence of brands and stuff. I paid $200 recently. Oh, I say recently. It was last year for a pair of uh, Adidas NMDs, the uh, Japan Triple Black Edition. $200. It came from London. Uh, I think it was a good purchase. It's great. It's $200. Wait, what, what is this? You actually, you're actually, you actually wear it? Yeah, yeah. It's a lifestyle shoe. It's not a running shoe, yo. It's a, it's a lifestyle shoe. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a category, you know, it's a lifestyle shoe. So like so, it's not together with the training and stuff, it's lifestyle shoe. So so when was the last time you wore it and how many times have you worn it since you bought it? Oh, when was the last time? I wore it just last week actually. But I haven't worn it as much as I wanted to because of um COVID and whatever. And because it's Singapore, you know, most of the time I go out in like shorts and slippers. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes shoes. Shoes are when you want to dress up a little bit. Or maybe that's just me. Yeah? I think I'm just a little bit more lock than everybody else. Uh, I, I don't really care about how I dress. But uh, yeah, you know, $200 on the shoe, I felt good buying it. And would I think about wearing it more because I spent $200 on it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, I guess you know, I think this is a perfect example of a uh, perfect conclusion of the, the idea that we're talking about today. So, you know, $1 per hour, it's just a rule. Uh, you know, not not something to to hold on to really tightly. Uh, you know, if you've uh, if you really like something, it doesn't matter how much uh, you pay for it. it. Doesn't matter how many hours you use it for, as long as you like it. Uh, you know, but if you bought something, then try to make the most out of it. Uh, you know, since you've already bought it, and if not, if you think that's something that's not for you, you could always sell it or give it away or some other things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think we also spoke about what that it's a good practice to have an idea of how long a product will last and how much we are paying for the amount of time that we use it. Uh, you know, the idea, the, the main thing that we talked about is electronics. You know, electronics don't really last that long, three to five years. And so if you're paying $3,000 on a new computer, I think just great to have it in the back of your mind that it's not going to last um, 10 years or eight years or however long the warranty was. It's You're probably going to replace it uh, before that time comes and you know just to adjust the formula based on whatever uh, situation that you're in so if you are someone who really likes watches for example and you think that okay maybe there seems to be a trend based on my experience that uh, watches tend to follow this uh, particular value valuation for example then mm. sure by all means go ahead adjust it 
whatever works for you but i think it's just a great idea to have in the back of your mind um two two variables here number one how much you're paying for the thing and number two how much you actually use the thing in terms of the number of hours the number of times in terms of the number of days etc etc mm, yeah very true so that just the baseline you know the dollar a day thing so it's cool everyone has their own but a dollar a day i feel has served me pretty well yeah that uh that actually is going to be the title of this podcast which is you know a dollar a day keeps the doctor away no that's way too little for for hiring a doctor a dollar a day keeps the regret away you know maybe something along those lines uh something or something keeps the regret away you know clickbaity titles yo clickbait you don't don't think that this title is good i think it's really good don't you think Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Have you seen some of the clickbait titles? Okay, let's not get into it. But anyway, clickbait. I, I mean, does clickbait work for podcasts though? I I feel like it works better for YouTube videos. Yeah, probably, probably. Thumbnail plays a big Click, part as Clickbait well. thumbnails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yeah. you know. We could probably come up with a clickbait uh, thumbnail for this podcast. <laughs> But Do you I, even have thumbnails for this podcast? Yeah, we have to stop one. I'm not I'm not sure if you can put a thumbnail for each episode. Probably something right. I'll look into. All right, mm. everyone. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. We have come to the end of this podcast. If you like what you hear, give us a like and a follow on Podbean and Spotify and become uh, receive the exclusive offer of becoming the third person to listen <laughs> to or follow to this uh, podcast. We will forever remember you as uh, the third guy third time's the charm also thanks to John for joining me for this episode say bye yeah, John sure. see ya yeah and we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks bye okay